Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, and joining me today is my good friend, Alex Macquarie. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good, Steve. I'm tired. I'm tired. You've got me up early for this one. Yes. Um, I'm normally not awake at this time, which probably um, it says a lot more about me than it does about you. But no, waking up and, and talking about Greek football, it's it's every every boy's dream. Yes, precisely. Despite the fact that there were Premier League fixtures on last night that were of a much better caliber. But there we go. We we can see we carry on with with our love for Greek football. Um, and yeah, it is a bit early this morning, but you know, that's that's just how we're going to have to schedule. That's how we just schedule the podcast because everyone else is normally in Australia and then I'm in the UK and I have to get up at, uh, early, very early. But but the clocks, when the clocks move back forward, um, it's a, it, it'll be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into the league because there were league fixtures that were played last weekend. We'll start with Banatoli Gos losing one, uh, 2-1 at home to Lamia. So Banatoli Gos still um, kind of struggling a little bit at the bottom of the table. Good result for um, good result for Lamia, who continue the hunt for maybe getting that top six spot. They're just behind Asteras on uh, two points there. And then I've just lost all the fixtures. That's, ha- that's handy. Um <laughs> Bear with me just a second. There we go. Um, Bansaragos, 2-2 draw against Volos. So Bansaragos still in decent form. Volos still not doing great at all, mm. really. Um, next, we go to Aris. 1-0 win over Gifishia. see this got the goal in the 16th minute. And this actually resulted in Gifishia's manager getting sacked. Yes. So they brought, they brought in Costas uh, Bratzos. Uh, to replace him, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, w- just quickly on this game, Alec, mm. thoughts on well, thoughts on this game? Uh, I didn't see it. I've, I've got n- not much uh, appetite for for Aris results, if I'm honest. I mean, are they going to finish fifth, fifth, or fifth? Um, they're, <laughs> they're, they're they're so far away from everybody else. Um, I mean, they're what eight points behind you. In yes. fourth, sorry for reminding you, and they're four points ahead of Asteras. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not surprised by the result. I'm not surprised by um, Nielsen getting sacked. I'm not sure it was the right appointment in the first place, if I'm honest. Um, but I mean, this weekend you, you look at the four teams that are down there struggling, and the the only team to to pick up any points was Volos. Um, and I, I, I can see Volos in, especially in the playouts. Um, uh, getting better and better as as the weeks go on. Obviously, they've made so many signings over last summer and also this January too. Um, they just need time to gel, and and when they do, I'm 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 certain they'll be safe from relegation. It's Kifisia, Yanina, uh, and Panadolikos that I'm really worried about this this season. Um, and I'm leaning towards Kifisia and Yanina going down, but that's just a hunch. I've I'm not basing that on anything at all. Uh, I I don't know what you think. Have you got a uh, um two teams you you think going to go down? Yeah, Kifisia looked dead set for me. I think it was a very easy prediction to make at the beginning of the season, despite the fact they had a couple of okay results at, at points during the regular season so far. Bassianina are a disappointment for me because they looked really mm-hmm. good the last couple of years and like a really like decent small club that was kind of punching above their weight a little bit and they played some decent football and they just absolutely tanked it. And yeah, looking at the other teams that are in that fight, you'd probably say, I know Volos are 10th, but I don't think that they're going to get dragged into it. It's between those four. 
Mm. You think that Volos and even Banatoligos have the quality, whether they're or lack there, or even despite the lack thereof compared to everyone else, the more quality than Bas and Yipishiata uh, to stay up. So you're not you're not wrong there, Alec. But the playouts are interesting. It's, there was a there was a decent uh, late run to stay up last season. So we might we might get the same thing again come the end of the season. Yeah, Panatolikos have missed um, Karelis for, for most of the season as well, and he's back. Um, they've also signed, well, all, all four teams have, have signed about four players in January too. So um, I, I think it's going to come down to how how successful those transfers are. Um, I think Yanina are really struggling for goals at the moment. Um, they just don't have a centre forward that, that is, is knocking them in. Like um, if you look at teams that are doing well this season, Asteras have got um, Juan Meritello. Um, and what what Kifisia, Paratolikos and Yanana wouldn't give for a player like that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But um, I'm I'm putting my flag on Paratolikos and Volos to, to make it, I think. Next, we will go to Ayag Athens. 3-0 winners over Offi at Aya Sofia. Alec, your club, pretty mm-hmm. uh, routine-looking win with respect to Ayak And Offi still kind of dropping a little bit down the table. So thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, it's good to see Ponce in in the goals. I think he's got five in his last two games um, after quite an indifferent start, I would say, to the season. And um, his form is uh, so important right now with with Pizarro, what's unfortunately happened to to him and his family um, in the last week or so. I believe it's his 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 aunt was um, uh, was killed Uh, and uh, I believe his mother was injured and he's had to go back. Um, and of course, um, Levi Garcia has been struggling with injuries this season. Um, Steven Zuba has been played up top at, at times. And so having a, a player like Ponce, who's, who's suddenly come into a, a great um, uh, run of goal scoring form is, um, is is vital, I think, for Ike's charge for the title. Um, on the other side, Offi will be disappointed because um, they're the only team to beat Ike this season, um, uh, which was in Crete um, at Yeti Cool. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised uh, by the result. I'm, I'm equally not surprised by Olympiakos's result as well, which uh, I, I'm sure you'll want to talk about. Yes, we shall. And and like you said with Ponce, he, he was such a big signing at the beginning of the season. You know, he had a really good time on loan with you guys and it, it it just kind of looked like second season syndrome for the for the for, up till now, mm. and credit to him, he's picked up some really good form, and maybe that's a combination of other players being out, not allowing him to bring out the best of him. But mm. good good result against Offi. Then not even though their form hasn't been great, they're still not the easiest team to play for some of the big boys, as Ag found out in the reverse fixture in Crete. Um, and so I guess we go to the, to the best of the rest derby, as I like to call it. Asteras Tripolis versus uh, Adromidos 3-1. Regis got uh, a brace for Asteras to put them 2-0 up. Adromidos pulled one back through an own goal. And then uh, Galzas um, scored in the 77th minute. Impressive win for Asteras. They're flying. They're really, really flying at the moment. And uh, while they're not... Dead set to finish sixth. They they do look the best of the of the rest, literally uh, at the moment. Who are vying for that sixth place? Mm, yeah, this this was the, the the second most important game of the weekend. I thought um, Asteras have have made it a two horse race now between them and Lamia for sixth place. Um, there's only two points separating them at the moment, uh, and I I, I think um, if you look at the fixture list, uh, Steve, you'll see that um, I think Asteras play Ike. 
this weekend. Um, but their next fixture after that in midweek is against La Mia, um, which I think could be, uh, well, probably a decider when it comes to the sixth place. Um, in the same way that, that beating Atromatos now has, has kind of bumped Atromatos down there, they're now six points behind Asteras. I don't see them um, making up that ground. It, it kind of creeps up on you, Steve. There's only six more matches left of, of the regular season. Mm. Um, six more matches to, to to jockey for position. And um, if you look at the fixtures for La Mia as well, um, they, I believe, play um, the top three uh, in their last six fixtures. So um, it's it's advantage Asteras. And they've been the the probably the... The most surprising success story of of this season, um, you know, they haven't drawn a match in in four months. Um, have Asteras, um, but they also haven't won three in a row either. It, it's they're such a, a a weird club, but the signings they've made have have worked out, unlike um, other teams. So Meditelo scoring, I think, nine goals this season, and then Calzas from Camiotisa in, in Cyprus. Um, who's who's I think 32, 33 years old, and you just look at that signing and go, what? And and then it 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 it, it, some, it seems to work out. They've also increased the the number of minutes that Greek players are getting this season as well, with their goalkeeper obviously Papadopoulos, Kalsas, Huhumis, Zuglis, and Manzis, um, all all playing a role. I saw Zuglis actually said in an interview very recently that he wants to get in the the Greek national team. Uh, I think he's twenty years old, attacking midfielder. He's mainly been a sort of a off the bench player um, or starting instead of someone with injuries. So he's definitely one to watch for them. Um, but yeah, an amazing result, and um, and they fully deserve it. And I, I I'll be excited to see if they can beat uh, Volus's one point that they managed in in the playouts uh, last last season. I'm, I'm I mean it's not it's not exactly a high bar to beat, but um, uh, if if they can like sort of disrupt the the title race um and be a bit more than just a speed bump in the road i i, I think it, it would again be an amazing achievement but you forget about asteras they 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 finished third in 2015 i mean this is not a, a a club that is unused to finishing in in the top 6 um they've been in europe uh, i believe they've been in two european uh, group stages and played tottenham i think i remember that um, game yeah i remember when they played them yeah mm. So I mean they they've got it in them as, as a club and um uh I, before the the fan ban as well their attendances were 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 really healthy um uh, especially considering last season they were getting uh I think below below 900 for for certain matches which if you compare that to like the sixth tier of English football is is kind of average um so it was great to see them uh, drawing the crowds as well obviously and the government put pay to that but um it's only now how long have we got steve how long until fans are back is it only 14 days is that right yes it was early to mid february well, i think it was by the time match day match day 23 is played then fans will be back for that mm, okay okay I'm, I'm excited steve can't wait yeah, same. I'm looking forward to fans being back too. And, and, and uh, you know, all the Greek clubs have been victim to the, the lack of fans over these last few months. But as you said, teams like Asteros will get, feel it even more so because they are pushing for something that no one really expected this season. And it's a shame because I think the last couple of seasons we were expecting a bit more from Asteros and they mm. didn't deliver. Whereas we came into this season thinking Asteros probably finished mid-table. They're not going to do anything significant. They'll be in the playouts and not get relegated. 
but they're they're exceeding expectations again, playing some nice football. As you said, they're actually introducing some nice Greek players. And as typical with Esteras, they love their Spanish and Argentinian players as mm. well. So they have a nice blend of players in there. So good on Asteras. Atromitos, as we as we mentioned, after a really good start, three uh three games that a win for for Illich's team. Mm-hmm. So disappointing for them, but yeah, I mean, like as you 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 said that they probably won't get into the playoff into the playoffs now, but never say never. Like you said, there's still six fixtures left. It's just it's just whether they have to now hope for Asteras to strip to slip up really, and even Lamia too, because they're four points behind Lamia and yeah. Six points behind us, um, Asteras. So I guess next we go to Olympiagos. Three-one winners over Basianina. It's like Groundhog Day at Olympiagos. My goodness me, do they make me stressed? We're two 0 up, right? And every time we somehow find a way to concede a silly goal or a silly penalty, as as soft as some of those penalties have been, <laughs> but look, we we stuck out and got the win. Um, and Doi with a, I mean, the first, to be fair, firstly, the first half was pretty poor from us. We weren't amazing. We we created a lot of chances, but just our finishing was really bad. And Doi broke the uh, deadlock with a really, really, <laughs> really impressive long range goal. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, definitely give it a watch. Fran Navarro got uh, the second in the 65th minute. They tried to, they really tried to get it for offside, but there was no way because there was at least three <laughs> players in front of him. There was no way they were going to, correctly rule that for offside and obviously no one can see me but i am using my fingers it's quotation marks there <laughs> uh pedro conde scored this there a penalty for them after uh after that and so kind of put us on our toes a little bit but they didn't really threaten too much again or anything meaningful and then stefan jovic super sub came on and scored to give us the win so three w- wins in a row for Olympiagos. it's hard to say where we are as a club right now because we are getting wins for the most part and we're looking okay, but then at times we're also not looking okay. And some of the substitutes again from Carvajal nearly undid us in this game. And thankfully Jovetic worked out when he brought him on. So it's a tough one. And and as we said before recording, Alec, there's been a few transfers. There's been a few maybes, maybe not maybes and so much randomness from Olympiagos this season, but Let's let we'll see what happens come the end of the regular season. We play Banathanaikos in the next in the next week. We'll get to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Any thoughts from you on Olympiagos? Uh, same as always. I mean, six players in, six players out this January transfer window, I believe. Um, and uh, something like uh, probably three or four of them um, had a part in this game. Um, I, I I struggle to see how a, a team that wants to win the league is expecting um, four players every six months to to come in and gel and and uh, I mean just the, the the number of 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 people in training must be ridiculous. I don't know how how a manager can can cope with with such a volume. I, I know at the moment you're looking to get rid of well weirdly Jovetic who who just scored. Uh, but Burnich as well, um, who who looks a, a bright prospect. Maybe he's gonna gonna go on loan. Um, I I don't know what what do you make of the the new signings? Were they were they affected this game? To be fair, the, a stat came out for Horta. He had uh, Andre Horta. He had to, like some of the most passes in the game. Like I think he he just he had a really 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 impressive game. I'll try and get the stats up while I'm speaking. But he looked really good. Mm. Uh, Chiquinho, who came off the bench, he looked good too, but uh, it was Horta who really impressed. And I think the biggest problem, like I said, with this game, Carvajal took off Heze, who was mm. excellent as the six, and we just fell apart after that. 
it's it I, i'm i don't know it's hard because we want to see the players that have come before given the chance but then so, there's some debate that some of these players aren't of the right quality i don't really know um what uh, it's it's tough but like we just need to stop making transfers that was a relief at least kind of to see the club say right we've had we've brought in these players we're getting rid of players there's no more transfers this window but mm. then obviously the news came out a couple of days later oh they're actually also linked to the winger they're also <laughs> linked with uh, with um Vezo from from uh, Levante so I I don't know anymore. Like I, I think a lot of the transfer, the, if they make any more moves, it will be stuff that will that will mean that players come in for the summer on a pre on a pre contract. Mm. I would be surprised if we bring anyone else in this window. That being said, it's the thirty first of January, so I will be eating my words in twenty four hours. I'm sure. So on on Horta's debut, he made um so in an hour he made seventy eight touches. Um, successful passes, 60 out of six, uh, 67, 17 passes into the final third, four out of six long balls and 10 recoveries. So hmm. did a good job. And and he, it's a shame that he's coming in on loan with an option, but maybe we'll trigger that option. Who knows? Mm, you've also got the, the highly rated Cardamore from, from Porto uh, on yes. loan as well. Uh, he didn't play in this match, did he? No, but then he only just arrived. And so mm. I'm sure he'll... Get, he'll probably I don't know if he'll start in the game against Banathanaikos, but I'm sure he'll feature in some way. He's another one who I think will probably do well for us in the next six months, but then there's just no way we're gonna spend the money to get him on a permanent because I think it was what 15 to 18 euros we had to spend. Olympiagos has spent any kind of money on that. On well, they've never spent um money on a player like that in my time. I've mm. <laughs> I think Vlako Zlahovic was our biggest signing and he went for quite a bit in way back when. And he didn't work out. So, yeah, big money moves and Olympiagos don't mix. But, yeah, I, I was pleased we got the win. It's frustrating at times as it was. But, look, we take the positives, three, three wins in a, in a row. And we, uh, speaking of our opponents for this weekend, Banathanaikos, big defeat in the derby against Balk at Tumba. Kirill Despedov with the bra- with a with a brace. Although he he, he actually he scored first in, the, in just before half time, and then... Uh Stella signing Dasos Bacasetas scored in the 51st minute from a penalty. And mm. then Despedov scored five minutes later to put Balk back in the lead and to win the game. In really, really impressed from Balk. I mean, what more can we say? Every week we praise Balk. They look like the best team in the league right now. They play the best football, best young players, best older players, best players in their peak. Despedov, ten, I think ten goal, uh, ten goals, ten assists this season or something stupid. Mm, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, crazy. Good signing from them. Um, and yeah, Banathanaigos, Alec. I mean, people are kind of crying a little bit too early about Terim, but is it at the same time because he's they've not looked as good as they did under um, Jovanovic? But then it's only it's early days for Terim. Do you think he can turn this kind of early sort of hiccup around yeah i mean uh, it is he, he he's been doing okay um he, he's been doing i think as, as well as you might expect i think i i, I losing 2-1 to to Pao katumba is is not is not a, a disaster in in my eyes especially given the way the park are playing right now um, that's going to have to change in in the last um, few weeks of the season if if Panathinaikos want a hope of 
of winning the league. They they've been hurt with the fact that um both Ioannidis um uh, and Sportard have been have been out uh, and they had to play Jeremajev um up front, whereas Paulka. Uh, looking like a, a well-oiled machine. Did you see their second goal? Um, Despotov's second goal. I actually didn't know. Oh, go watch it. Um, it's it's a beautiful move. Starts from from the right back area. Um, Brandon Thomas with a lovely back heel goes out to Tyson, and then I believe it's um Sastre who who um uh, has a dummy in the middle of the penalty area when he really should shoot and Despotov just calmly strokes it home it's a beautiful goal but it, it points to the fact that Palka are a team that have played together that know each other and th and that front four of um uh, Tomas Zivkovic uh, Tyson and uh, Despotov and Merck as well Jesus I mean what a season he's having um it, it it it's it's such a good forward lineup that even Constandelias um, isn't guaranteed a starting spot at the moment. So um, they, they've 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 somehow managed to. It, they only signed two forwards in in the summer, and yet um, they they've managed to to put up probably the the most fearsome forward line in 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 Greece. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Desbodov and Ozdoyev, um, everyone's been 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 chipping in with goals this season, um, and they've just signed Johnny Otto. From from Wolves to yeah um, to strengthen their left back position. So yeah, and um, it's uh, for a team that I said would 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 be comfortably the fourth best team in Greece. We they, both they said that me... immediately. After, yeah, before they, they, they beat Olympiakos and Karaskaki. Yeah, mm, um, they they looked the team to beat. I think it might be their year, which I never thought I'd be saying at this point in the season. I think they flew under the radar when we when we spoke about them previously because they. They didn't look bad and they were doing okay in Europe, but we didn't, they weren't doing anything meaningful enough in the league for me. And at the time, mm -hmm. Olympiagos were in a much better place, Banathanagos. So it was, it looked like it was going to be more between them with Ajax just behind. So it has been a really good title race in that respect because the, our expectations have been flipped completely. Mm. With, with yeah, it, it was the AK game, I think, at, um, at Opap Arena where uh, Pauka lost. I think it was 2-0, but it, it, it looked much worse than a 2-0 defeat. I mean, I, I don't think they had a shot on target until like the 75th minute or something ridiculous. Um, and they, they, they kind of just looked like there was only one team going to win that match. But that was way back in October, I believe. So mm. um, ever since then, they've they've turned it around and, and, and credit to um, credit to them because they've they, I mean, now what they're they're two points ahead of Ike. Um, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, there's still a long way to go. The um, uh, Panathinaikos were leading the, um, the the league for however many days last season and then got pipped at the last so um, anything can happen it's still very exciting um, Olympiakos just need to keep winning if they want to stay in this title race there's 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 no other option I mean being six points behind Pauk is is a problem but also being um, three points behind Panathinaikos and four points behind Ike is is e an even bigger problem because you you don't just have to catch Pauk you need to catch the other two as well. Um, so I know you say every weekend when I ask you, what what, what do you think about Olympiacos this weekend? And you say it's a much uh, a must win. Uh, I, I imagine you'll say it's the, exactly the same thing this this weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just because it's the derby. It doesn't matter what form we're in, it's a must win there. <laughs> I think on, on the Olympiacos, I guess it's just, like you said, it's just getting the, the wins on on. As, as and as quickly as possible and, and look we've reduced the gap a little bit so we are starting to pick up a bit of steam but it's just we cannot allow ourselves to just be uh, just kind of stumble again but there's plenty of stumbling blocks coming up for Olympiagos it's been a tough 
um, 2024 for us so far. And not to mention, we have Ferenc Faros in the Europa Conference League very soon too. Hmm. But look, like I said, full credit to Balk. Big win against Banathanagos, you know, even though Terim has just come in and like we said, there's still a bit of teething with him. It's no mean feat to beat Banathanagos yeah. um, in, in, in the derby. So good good result for Balk. And, and with that, we look at the table. Uh, Balk, as we said, top of the table on 47 points. Ayek on 45 in second, Banathanaikos in third on 44, Olympiagos in fourth on 41. And then <laughs> bit of a gap, Asteras kind of on their own in fifth, as you said, uh, on 31, uh, 33 points, sorry. Asteras on 29 points, Lami on 27, Adromitos on 23, Bansaraigos on 22, Ofi on 20, Volos on 15 points. Panatolikos on 14 and Basianina and Kitvisha both on 12 points at the bottom of the table. So we will go to the fixtures this weekend. So Volos Panatolikos in a relegate, well, a relegation scrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. It is, it is a relegation scrap. Panatolikos mm-hmm. host Aris, Ofi host Kitvisha, Aik host Asteras, which will be an interesting game considering mm-hmm. um, Asteras in their form right now. Basianina play Lamia, Adromitos host Balk, and the big one. Olympia, uh, Banathanagos host Olympiagos and Leo Foros. I'm so glad there are no fans. As much as I want there to be fans, <laughs> I'm also glad there are no fans because this would be a really tough one regardless. I mean, judging on... the, uh, We'll focus on the big game to, to start with. Judging on how we played against them in the in the cup, I think there's... I think it's it could go either way at mm. this point, which probably means it'll end up being a draw. <laughs> I, I think that's I I think it'll probably end up being a draw if I'm to make a very early prediction because I think we'll we'll take it to them, but I don't think we won't concede either because we've been conceding silly goals against teams that we shouldn't be conceding against. A draw uh, doesn't help you you both either. No, it doesn't. It, it will no. drag you both down to. I mean, like uh, Paul could be eight points ahead of you if they win against Atromitos and, and you draw against Panathinaikos. Um, I think you both need to go for the win. I, it's interesting that um, the, the the ban of, on fans gets lifted very soon after this match. I wonder whether the government had planned this um, and, and looked at that fixture and gone, no, absolutely not. Um, yeah, but well, I mean, it's going to happen anyway because there's, there's going to be a derby in, in the playoffs. So um, I'm like, you can't run from it forever. There's There's going to be fans in the eternal derby at one point this season. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you know, the cast rule, uh, the ruling is coming out soon. The court of arbitration for sports. Yes. And uh, I was going to mention deciding. that. Yeah. So it comes out on the 4th of February. Mm. Um, yeah. So about five, five, six days time. It's going to be interesting to see what cast come out with. I don't know if that, if, if I don't know if the, the court of arbitration, even, even if they vote in favor of Olympiagos, I don't know if that necessarily means the points will get, sent back of the match will get continued and, and what what's interesting is that uh, obviously the news has come out recently of that fixture in belgium that got replayed because mm. of the VAR decision i know it's not the same thing but it's interesting that something like that would get replayed i know i know that's not necessarily in the same circumstance but it, it's, it's interesting it's, it's very interesting to kind of see what will happen with that i i personally think that the decision will stay as it is i don't think Cass will vote in favor of olympiagos because i don't even think that i don't even know if there will be a an outcome to if they vote in favor of Olympiagos. Like, does that mean that then they have to say to Ebo, we think this, but you could make the, de- the decision? 
I don't know. I, I think that the, they've got priority, so they can impose their own penalty or, or take away a penalty, I, I assume. So I think Olympiacos got a one-point deduction, right? Yes. Um, so they would get that back if if Cass ruled in favour that that was, that was fair. Um, did you say the 4th of February that, that that ruling comes out? I think so. It was very early Feb. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's the same day as the, the Panathinaikos Olympiacos game. Uh, <laughs> great. So we might even get four points in that game if we win. That'd be great. A four point win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what a Sunday that would be. I know, right? Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens in, in court and on the pitch as well. Obviously, on the pitch is should be more important but unfortunately it won't be i'm sure mm. a lot of news will be surrounding the case rather than the actual game itself i guess the like you said like we said the other interesting one is ike asteras atromitos mm. apalk would have been interesting but atromitos look like they sunk a little bit so i mean look, it'd be great if atromitos got a, a result uh, from an olivia boss perspective in Beristeri. it'd be very helpful but i don't see it especially mm. how they how they've been playing recently atromitos i'm not too sure any other games that stick out to you alec uh, well, the, the the basement battle, obviously, Volos Panadolikos, we sort of talked about that. Um, Kifisia, I've got a decent chance of picking up some points against Offi away from home, especially without fans. Um, obviously, they really need to start picking up points. And if they do, to be fair, I mean, they'll only be five points off Offi. And depending on what happens in Volos Panadolikos, Offi could, could be within, I think, two points of um, the bottom four, let's say. Um, Pantadaikos, Aris, like I said, I'm not really too fussed about Aris's results anymore. I would like to point out that Pantadaikos have only lost once at home this season. Um, and that's even without fans. Um, they've only lost once. They've also got, I, I believe, four of their last six games are at home, um, which I'm not sure what happened there. I think maybe there was... Uh, they had to change some of their fixtures around mid mid season, um, and then Yanina Lamia, um, obviously in the battle for for sixth place, Lamia need to win that. Um, Yanina at home uh, need to see some improvement from them soon, otherwise they're they're brown bread, I think. But um, yeah, that that's the weekend. The big one, obviously, Panathinaikos Olympiakos. That's where all the eyes are going to be, and um, AEK Asteras is probably my my second pick for the games as well. I would say so too. And moving on, we'll quickly we'll touch on the Greek Cup quickly because there was a fixture that got played yesterday, and there are there are fixtures that are actually happening today too. Nikivolos two two against Aris. It was a gallant result for uh, or attempt from from Nikivolos, but because of the previous fixture where Aris won three nil in Thessaloniki, <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything. So Asteras go to the semi-final. And look, we, we spoke about Asteras, obviously, in the league. They look very much set to finish fifth, even though the playoffs haven't happened yet. But it'd be really cool if Aris won the Greek Cup. I can't, now that Olivia got around, I kind of would like Aris to win it, to be honest, because they haven't they haven't been in the finals, I believe, since 2013 was the last time they were in 2010. the finals. 2010. 2010, even longer. Yeah. I'm thinking probably thinking of Asteras. That was it. It was Asteras. Okay. So... I I'd be really pleased for them if they got to the final. Uh, the last, yeah, I, I, I we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with uh, uh, Aris in the cup. I'm, I'd be very intrigued. Well, they obviously the the draws already been made for the the semi finals as well. So yes. um, they'll be playing the winner of Panathinaikos Ofi. Um and uh, I I think of of those four teams: Nikki Volos, Aris, Panathinaikos, Ofi, Aris. Are, I mean, by far and away, the favourite to reach the final. And as you, as we worked out together, they've only, the last time they did that was 2010. The last time they won the cup, do you know when that was, Steve? 
I have it right here because I'm going to cheat. It's um, it's it's it was uh, 1969-1970 season. Yeah, 1970. Um, which you don't realize is over 50 years ago, uh, which is quite crazy. And also, I mean, you've got today, which um, depending on when you're listening to this, you might know the result. Atromitos Panathinaikos, the 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 rematch, uh, where um, Atromitos are two one up. Um, and if 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 they could potentially pull off a shock there, and um, uh, then it's a, a, a the semi finals two leg as well, or are they one leg? Yes, they're two leg. Yeah, there's a two. Mm. It's a two leg semi final. So that but also means hilariously that um, Adromitas will play Balk like four times in the space of a month or something. <laughs> that would be quite funny. But, oh yeah, because of course they're playing playing each other um this weekend, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, they um, they played each other this weekend, and then the first leg's on the sixth of Feb, so that's next week. <laughs> so they will just be playing each other like three times in the three four times in the space of a month. So uh, uh, look, good on uh, good luck to Dromidas. It'd be cool if they knocked up Banathanaikos. I think Banathanaikos will probably turn this around, though. <laughs> I'd be surprised if they don't. But look, magic of the Greek Cup, I guess. We always say magic <laughs> of the magic of the cup when it comes to the FA Cup, especially with what happened with Maidstone recently against Ipswich. Mm. But Adromidas beating Banathanaikos would be pretty massive. And uh, as and obviously the other fixture is Balk Banathanaikos Balk can play a D team and they'll go through because they, they're 4-0 up on aggregate. Bunsen Igos are not focusing on that. They're going to mm. focus on staying up in the Super League. So yeah. Balka basically through to the semi-finals, barring a massive shock. And I th I think the final is right now is looking like it could be Balka Aris. And the only team mm. that has really got the better of Balk this season um, is Aris, to be honest. I know I could beat them as well, but Aris always have a bit are a bit of a bogey team for Balk. So it'd be, I, I'd actually want that to be the final because I think that'd be more likely for Aris to win. I think, I think Aris will get to the final anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, do you know who Aris played when they, they won the Greek Cup in 1970? Was it Olympiagos? No, it was Pauk. It was actually Pauk, yeah. okay. Um, so that'll be an interesting storyline. It'll be a very interesting storyline to see exactly where the, the Greek um, uh, Football Federation choose to hold this match. Yeah, going to hold this match. There's still no. I, I don't know. I, I've I've not looked in a while. Have they decided on a date or a a, a venue? Um, date? Yes, I believe it's the 18th of May. They've said that the Greek Cup final will be played. However, they haven't chosen a venue again. Even though they said at the beginning of the season that they would settle these things way more in advance. It's January, so it's te technically still in advance. But they're just. Oh. You know what? I I think they're. It seems to me like they're waiting to see who gets into the final because then they can judge who they will, uh, where they will pick the venue. Because they're not, if it's going to be Banathanaigos Balk or Aris Balk, they're mm. not going to put they're not going to put fans in those fixtures. That's going to be a, it's yeah. going to end in violence. It's going to end in an absolute riot. So it's going to be in Volos again, probably with no fans. And if yeah. Adromidos get to the final and play Aris or I don't know, if Balk play. Bonadoligos, I think, who's also in the other quarterfinal. And if they get through, then they might be fans because they're going to be a bit more harmless, I guess. But mm -hmm. if it's a if it's a match between two big sides, they're not going to allow fans. They'll they'll yeah. have to they'll do it at Volos all over again with no fans. And it's sad to say, but uh it that'll be a mixture of obviously the risk of the fans being there together, because there can't be away fans for derbies normally, but also the incompetence of Ebo for not sorting their shit out basically yeah i mean it was, it was 13 days to go last season and they still hadn't decided on a venue um yeah. so if they can beat that this season that would be that would be nice 
Um, I think um, Aris Park, I, I cannot see them allowing fans, especially after what's happened this season. I know Aris and Park weren't involved um, in the incidents at the the, the volleyball match, but um, it, I think the Greek government are just saying a stern no to, to all of this. Um, treating everybody like naughty school children, basically. No, you can't have nice things because um, some people ruin it for the rest of you. Um, it's it's a shame, but uh, that that's the way Greek football has to be at the moment. So, um, but yeah, it will be good to see Aris um, make the final. Um, and obviously, Panatolikos Offi, which we haven't talked about. Panatolikos two one up against Offi, which I think was a great result for them. I don't think they've ever made the Greek Cup semi-finals. I might be wrong. I tried to to, to look it up um, a couple of nights ago, and I couldn't I couldn't work it out. But I, I don't think they have. So um, they've got a great chance of of making some history too. Um, also, do, do the winners of the Greek Cup do they get Europa League? Is that right? I can't even remember anymore because it's. I, I assume because it's a it's a major cup in our in our pyramid. I believe that it's would be Europa League because or very early in the qualifiers because something like I know again comparing the FA Cup to the Greek Cup but the yeah. FA Cup gives you Europa League so mm. I I presume that the Greek Cup does as well I don't think it would be Europa Conference League I'd be surprised. it is Europa League yeah you get the first qualifying round oh it was yeah it was that last season it was yeah. that like because Balk won the was it Panathinaikos? Uh, AEK won the Greek Cup last season. Of course, it was the double because they they would have got Europe that way, and then I think the the place dropped down so that another yeah. player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, that means that I mean, because Aris, I don't think fifth place is a European spot. So if Aris finished fifth and won the cup, they'd be in Europe. Um, I think it is a European spot because they got it last season. Spot. They finished fifth, but, but I think. Um, that depends on whoever wins the Greek Cup. So if, if for example, Panadolikos win the Greek Cup, then I think it would only be the top four that get uh, Europe. And I think it would be two in the Champions League, two in the Conference, Conference League. League. Yeah, no, you're right. If it's the League. same as last season, yeah. although Gre Greece's coefficient has fallen slightly. So, um, uh, I, I, yeah. Also, it's it's weird next season because uh, it's it's all change in in European competitions where you've got um one big league instead of the Swiss model. You, you know, it's the Swiss model now, not not what it used to be the the group stages. Um, and I think the Conference League is expanded. I want to say like there's more teams that I think that so. Make um i need to to read up on this over the summer but um yeah i mean for the top two in in this league to get um champions league is um it, it is good but i i think greece can do a lot better um than they're doing at the moment in europe and i mean olympiakos and balk are still both in the conference league this season i think both of them have got very good chances of making semi-finals and even the final i think Pauk have um shown over the last two three months that they're a match for anybody in europe and if you look at the the, the sorts of clubs that are still left in that competition they'll be seeded for mm. the round of 16 so they'll be playing the the group runners up um versus the third place um, uh, Europa League uh, finishes so I think they've got a decent chance um, easily of reaching the quarterfinals and then you never know that's where they've, they they finished a couple of seasons ago um, but I can see them going even further this season so yeah exciting times well I mean on the teams that are in Europe Balk I agree with you can definitely go far Olympiagos I'll get back to you on that one <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we at least reach the round of 16 I'm not counting my chickens yeah uh, and speaking of the fan troubles that we we mentioned before, Greek football uh, apparently Ebor are interested in 
introducing a digital ID ticketing system and also increasing video surveillance to curb crowd violence. So the latter definitely should have been done ages ago. Mm. These things should have been in place ages ago. And I don't quite know why they haven't been before, because it would have been so much easier to to find you know, a perpetrator that's caused an issue for whatever reason and just immediately, right, instant ban, lifetime ban, or ban from all stadiums for a period of time. That's what the Premier League do. And mm -hmm. it's very successful at doing that. Uh, um, and, but the ID thing, I'm not sure that's going to be as successful if they actually implement something like that. Because at the end of the day, there are other leagues that have introduced the, the ID ticketing system. I know Cyprus is something quite similar for their fixtures and that hasn't solved the problems of Cypriot football with fan uh, with fan violence and kind of issues that relating to that so i don't really know the the second the second um the the video surveillance stuff completely agree that needs to be put in place the id stuff i guess they can try give it a go but i don't know how successful do you think either or both of these things will be well, they've got a very similar system that's come into place recently in um, the, the Premier League where you have to use, well, for Liverpool matches at least, I know you need to use um, uh, near-field technology as, as your ticket. So you use your phone, basically, as, as your ticket. And you can only get a ticket if you uh, have been passed one on by a season ticket holder, but you need to have been in their friends and families list at the start of the season. Um, and of course, it's only linked to your phone. There's been a lot of that. Well, uh, when it was first introduced, there were a lot of issues with it. People not being able to get into the stadiums, people not having like a, an updated phone. It's also very complicated as well. It's a very convoluted way of, of getting your ticket. Um, it seems to be working out at the moment, but I had an issue where I, I couldn't get into Liverpool versus Fulham last season uh, because my dad had forgotten to forward me the ticket. And it, it just seems so so bizarre and almost kafka-esque that you, you you have to um have like sent it in advance you need to be on the list you need to, all of these things you need the right phone um i don't imagine it will be exactly the same as that in um uh in greece digital ticket apps i think um uh well i mean are, are you going to be able to stop people who don't have you know you say I, I don't have a phone i'm not able or my phone's lost my phone's broken you're going to stop people going into the stadiums yeah i'm, I'm skeptical Apart, um, but on the the, the cameras, um, yeah, I, 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 it should have been done a long time ago. But at the same time, um, if you know anything about uh, um, sort of uh, speed cameras in in Europe, you will know that um, people do take the law into their own hands when it comes to um, uh, let's see, disabling cameras. And I mean, if you look at any Greek stadium, especially now when there aren't any fans there, you will see seats um, ripped up. Um, and there'd be holes where where there should be people. Um, uh, football fans in Greece, uh, especially the, the the ultras, will will probably um, uh, make sure that those cameras um, aren't operational if they can get to them, if they can find them. Um, so uh, it needs to be. I think it needs to be done in a in the right way. The cameras need to be out of reach and um, uh, maybe behind some protective whatever. But even then, you can just spray it with I don't know some um, uh, graffiti or something, and 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 then what you're going to do? So um, there are ways around both of them, but I I like the effort. I think um, so. We'll see. We'll see how it works. Yeah, you made a good point there about making it not accessible for people to 
easily reach the cameras if they do install them. They have to be either obviously out of place so that no one can find them or very, very well hidden so that no one knows where they are. Mm. Because at the end of the day, there are going to be people who are going to try and stop these things implemented um, from actually helping Greek football because there are fat people in the stadium who don't care about Greek football improving and, and fan culture improving in Greek football either. So we'll have to see how that works out. It's always wishful thinking from the Greek Football Federation. <laughs> Hopefully this is actually a good move from them. And, and it, you know, whether the ID cards are introduced or just the surveillance or both, it's a benefit and it actually works out for the long term. But I, I think that's everything, Alec. I don't think there's anything else that we need to really talk about this episode. The, the, the league's going to be happening again this weekend and the, we'll, we'll focus on the Greek Cup next week as well the results from from today but yeah i guess thank you so much for listening today um always give us a follow on twitter on instagram on facebook we really appreciate all the support you've been giving us at the start of 2024 and keep listening to the podcast and keep recommending us to people too who are interested in greek football and people who aren't necessarily interested in greek football and just want to have a different podcast to listen to uh, and always please um, leave us a five star review if you haven't already and anyone else just get them onto Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you listen to us do because we are on everything and just put put a five star review down because we we are re- always really really appreciate all the support and gratitude that we get from everyone so yeah Alex thank you so much for joining me thank you Steve it's been a pleasure thank you and uh, we'll see you on the next one